0: Former professional footballer turned broadcaster and coach now, Rish Roshan Rai, joins me for episode five of Pivoting, or the Pivoting Podcast, as it's also known. Roshan represented Belestia Khalsa FC and Home United from uh, 2007 through 2012, and also enjoyed many, many appearances for Singapore Armed Forces. He's a father of two, so far and also has a degree in mass communication. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but we'll get to the bottom of that shortly. I've had the pleasure of working alongside Roshan in the confines of a TV studio for many years now, and he deals with my dubious questioning with grace and aplomb, Roshan. Welcome to the Pivoting Podcast, a.k.a. Pivoting. It's good to see you. Thanks for your time.
1: Oh, Thank you for having me, Jason. A great little concept you've got going on. Thank you, man. to be on the podcast.
0: Thank you. It's hopefully gathering some, some listeners and, and it's uh, gathering pace and some wings as well. Your football career, Roshan. Yeah. Why did you call time on it? What were the reasons?
1: Well, I think um, in Singapore, uh, you don't really get paid a lot of money to play football. It's not something that... Uh, financially you can sort of play for maybe 10 years and then retire and be pretty comfortable with life so um, I always had this idea going into it I mean I've always wanted to be a professional footballer growing up Um, but I always had this idea in the back of my mind um, that it wouldn't be something that I could do for a very long time unless I absolutely hit the big time which was statistically speaking not likely to happen so I always had sort of a plan that I tried out for a few years, see how it went and I was encouraged along the way by my parents as well uh, to go along and, and, and pick up certain things along the way. I uh, think getting my degree in mass communications was, was huge for me. Um, I got to thank my family for that, for giving me that push, my, my parents, my brother uh, for supporting me along the way and sort of showing me down that line, and, you know, saying that look, Singapore, no one really cares that you used to be a professional athlete. Mm. Once you're done with your career, once you go out into the working world, it's all about what you can do now. You know, it's all about your, your reputation. So, you know, going down that road, um, I always sort of had a backup plan. And uh, the, my first year of, of playing professional football, I actually uh, finished off my degree uh, full time. So I was already in a diploma, advanced mm. diploma and a degree course before that. Um, I was playing in on a part-time basis um, and studying full-time and that's how I completed my, my degree and earning
0: a salary playing football as well yeah. helped to you know support me while I was studying. And do you think I mean doing that it's always interesting when you meet people who have, have a degree behind them or had a degree behind them when they were playing as well did that because you talk to John Wilkinson he says no that gives you the wrong comfort zone you should be out there on the edge but did you feel that actually it helped you as, yeah. as a player because you had that degree behind you? Of course it did. I think you know if you don't have sort of a backup
1: option I think sometimes you're, you're perhaps kidding yourself because there's going to come a point eventually in your career whether you're playing for 15, 20 years whatever it is there's going to come a point where you have to start thinking about what you're going to do next and top level players even Players who are at the very top of their game, you know, go on and do whatever the coaching badges or get educated in, in, in certain things, go and do the MBAs because they know there's more to life than just sport. You know, there's more to it. Um, you know, to, there's more to life, you know, to, to becoming a rounded person. It's not just about playing football or playing one sport. You know, there, there, there's there other elements to it. And I think it's important to sort of get your head around the fact that you can be a more rounded person by, by learning other things and just, you know, sticking. It's, it's, it's not that you switch your focus, but while you're doing that one thing, yes, you're fully focused into mm. it, but also at the back of your mind, make sure that you've got plans because you know the, the world out there is not going to wait for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be moving yeah, It's a nasty quickly. world as well. Yeah. And it kind of, maybe it gave you a, a greater, I guess at a younger age, more perspective than your average young athlete who is only solely focused on making it Uh, in football or whatever a sport it might be.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, when I was uh, a younger player, um, when I was in my teens, I I wasn't great in school. Didn't really hold my interest very much, you know. There were certain subjects that I absolutely loved, English, English literature, things like that. Um, Wasn't very good at maths, wasn't very good at science. Um, So it took me a little bit of time to to sort of uh, get mature as well, to realise that, look, I've got to get myself educated. and You need to take into account culture, the environment that you are in. I live in Singapore my whole life, born and bred here. And you quickly understand that um, you need these paper qualifications to do certain things, to find out, uh, to go out there, uh, into the working world once you're done. So having uh, done my national service as well, I think that helped me along, you know, Um, doing two years and four months of it. I was in the police force. So I actually got to to do things on a day-to-day basis, going out, Uh, meeting the public enforcing the law and that was a lot of fun I know lots of Singaporeans don't really enjoy the time in national service but you know if you go in with the sort of positive mindset and and, and learn from it and pick things up from it then it can help you along the way and that was certainly uh, something
0: that benefited me uh, along the way Um, what does what does football mean to Rish Roshan Rai? oh it's a difficult question to answer I mean it
1: it means so much I I
0: me stump Jason with that question because I, I just okay what know does football mean I, to you now now that you've stepped back from it from a playing perspective it, it still
1: still means as much as it did when, when, when I was playing you know I mean like I said from a very young age it, it was something that I knew that I wanted to do but again going back to the to, to culture and the environment that we are in um, sport is not seen as a serious career um but I was fortunate along the way that my my parents were very supportive. My dad bought me my first pair of proper football boots, mm. took me down to the trials at Milo Soccer School back then. Um, so you know, I, I was lucky that they, they, they sort of um, helped me along the way. At the same time, you know, they tried to help me with, uh, with my education and things like that. So it, it 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 meant the world to me. And I think um, there was a point um, when I actually almost fell out of love with the game. Um, I played. They're called the Centre of Excellences It used to be called the Centre of Excellences So I was with Home United uh, Centre of Excellence From about 14, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 and uh, Until about 18 When I had to stop playing and go into uh, national service And so I sort of fell out of love with the game I said, you know, maybe that's, that's enough for me I'm not going to really go very far with this F- uh, Concentrated on my national service um, And once I actually finished uh, national service My dad actually said to me Why don't you go and give it another try? And, and go for trials again and that's that's how I actually got into, into Ballester Calsa mm. started with the Prime League team which is the under 23s and then uh, eventually worked my way up into a, a full uh, S League contract Super Premier League contract and um, I mean, now that I've, I've come out of it you know I, I sort of look at it uh, from a different point of view in the job that we do now I love watching it and analysing it um, you know when you're playing you don't have to think too much about things like that you just enjoy yourself you're that individual you get on the pitch you follow instructions you express yourself the way you want to now that you're out of it I sort of look at it and I see a bigger picture you know you Mm -hmm. see the things around the the game Um, and there's certain things that you when you were playing you sort of are exposed to that uh, can sometimes make you feel like um, maybe it wasn't really worth playing because you Mm -hmm. understand you see the darker side of the game you Mm -hmm. see things like people not being treated well contracts maybe not being fulfilled players signing blank contracts because they've not been properly represented. Um, I mean, I'm veering away from your question a lot, but... No, no, it, these are
0: all um, salient points. I mean, and all, you know, part of what makes yeah. you and your and your love for the game or lack of love for the game at whatever time it may be. I, I think for the most part, I, I,
1: I absolutely love it. You know, I think it's, it's given me a good career, a good playing career. Uh, and it's given me a good post-playing career, yeah. you know, I get to talk about the game, yeah. I get to watch the game a lot, I've been given lots of opportunities yeah. that most players wouldn't have, yeah. and frankly speaking, I'm not a, a big name, you know, if you think about, even in the context of Asian football, or whatever, I'm not a big name, even if you play for the Singapore national team, I think in terms of Asia, you're not really, you know, that big a player, so um, when I get on, on television, I try to Make sure that you know people focus more on on, on my reputation, my skills now, sure. rather than who I was uh, as a player. Sure. Basically, I've got I've got a point to prove in the sense that someone might come out and say, well, he was never really a big name player, so so what's he talking about?
0: I, I find that to be I don't agree with that at all. Absolutely, same. Um, you yeah. know, you don't have to be. I mean, haven't, we've had many coaches yeah. who weren't great players, exactly. but they were damn fine coaches, exactly. and more importantly, they were damn fine man managers. Yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely I mean you're absolutely right and I agree with that and I mean if everyone's allowed an opinion about the game right That's right. any game any sport you go on social media these days you've got people on Twitter or whatever it is uh, handing out an opinion so <laughs> I, I just make sure that you know I uh, I work very hard to, to study teams work around learning tactics and things like that to make sure that people can't say anything about the work I do now might be able to criticise my career but you cannot say anything about the work I do now and, and, and that
0: for me is something that um, keeps me going and gives me a lot, of folk, a lot of pride well mate you do it very very well um, just regarding retirement I mean had you been thinking about it for a while uh, clearly you were aware of uh, another life aside of football I think for many of us we go into the sport only thinking day to day this is all I want to do yeah. but uh, had you been thinking about it for a while um, yes,
1: towards the end of 2011, um, I'd already started thinking about uh, going out of football and uh, that's when my contract with um, Singapore Armed Forces FC expired. Um, now they're known as Warriors FC. Uh, expired and uh, I had an offer from uh, from another club um, that fell through um, and then I thought, yeah, maybe you know what, that's it. I'm, I'm going to go out and, and look for work. And then, Home United came along and said uh, would you like a contract for I said yeah sure you know I, I joined them because they're a big club right and I got another opportunity to play continental in a continental competition in the AFC Cup um, so but it was through 2012 when I slowly started to, to fall out of love with it even more uh, because of the environment that I was in at home United picked up a lot of injuries um, didn't have the most supportive of coaches. Um, and he just sort of—I uh, would say—helped to help me to decide that uh, this was the end, in the sense of, in the sense that the way I was treated um, and the way I saw other people, not just myself, but you know, other people uh, in the squad being treated as well. As you speak to Wilco about him. He'll mm. have an interesting story about about, <laughs> about our coach at home, United. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that sort of helped me along the way to to decide that uh, I want to step out of it step out of it but
0: to be honest with you I didn't know exactly what I was gonna do yeah so, we're gonna get yeah. to that which is that's the tricky part and the, and the, the tough bit about pivoting or trans transitioning into a different career I mean had you did you speak to your father about possible retirement or I know you're yeah. married maybe you were with your yeah now wife then as well did you did you seek counsel of anybody yeah I definitely did
1: you know I definitely spoke to to my wife um, definitely spoke to to my to my parents and um, my dad was um, my dad said, "Yeah, you know, maybe it's about time you can you can think about you know another like career and, and get out of it." Because and what age were you? What age? Uh, this was 2012. So at the, I ended my career when I was 27, I think. twenty eight 28. Young. 28. I mean, yeah. young.
0: You've, You've got young, the rest. Of, same as me. Yeah, you got the rest of your life. Yeah. You? yeah. I mean, to be honest,
1: I, c- I probably could have continued playing for another club in the in the S League, but I just made I just waited up. I just thought about my future. Do I want to be doing this until I'm 30, 32, and then? Going out into the working world Where you know I'm going to have to start Right at the bottom Once that's again right, yeah. And then What about my My progress, my, my family What about You know My potential kids At that point in time I didn't have children But you start thinking About things like that You start thinking about Your future And you know You want to have security Right You want to earn A bit more money We that's want right. that financial freedom um, So that's That's uh, That's something That came into it as well And uh, definitely got advice Along the way
0: Um looking back on it now do you feel you should have actually retired maybe earlier no actually i think i should
1: have maybe played on for a year no, or break. two i think i should have only because um one of the reasons why i actually uh, was seriously considering retirement was i didn't see myself breaking into the national team right. because of the coach that they had at that time i didn't see an opportunity for myself um, i finished playing and there was actually another coach who took over and I know for a fact that he actually liked me as a player and i know there would have been an opportunity to to have been called up so in terms of that timing i've sort of never really had that sort of luck in that sense um but when you look at it on in the other scope, in the other way in the other scope of things is if i hadn't left at that time perhaps i wouldn't have the work that i do now so Yeah, there are a couple of regrets, but I think overall it it panned out really well for me now. So uh, I guess I can be quite happy with
0: it it overall. So the day you're, I mean, did you feel, was there ever a feeling of, were you a little bit lost? You're like, my God, so my lifelong dream is over. I've played football at a very, very high level. I didn't get a national cap, but, you know, part of the point of this Pivoting Podcast is that is a lifelong dream, and yeah. then you're going into a different yeah. career, Do you feel yeah. a little bit lost, did you kind of like, yes. a little bit sad, like maybe a yeah, death, it feels like a death in the family kind of thing?
1: Yeah, of course, so, you know, I, I was, there's there's always that, again, if, if I think back to that time, there's, there was always moments of, of regret, um, have I left too early, should I have still played, because you you come uh, you come along and you meet people still playing football, or coaches still in there saying, oh, why did you leave, you're still too young, you should be playing, and you know whether they're being nice or or they're being serious about it um you sort of still think about that and you know i often go back and, and tell my wife did i leave too early and, and she said no you know, they're just being nice. Don't do <laughs> yeah,
0: They're just if, platitudes. They're just, yeah, yeah
1: they just see it. They, they don't have anything else yeah. to say to you. So, so this, it was kind of. So <laughs> your wife
0: kind of tell it, much like my wife, she just tells it straight, just yeah. brutal truth. Yes, when when <laughs> she needs to,
1: when she needs to, she will just tell yeah. it to you, and
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Because that it's so important to have
1: people like that in your life, right? Because we're we're sort of in an industry, Jason, where sometimes you you don't know if people are blowing you. smoke up your your backside, or, That's or right. whether they're being real with you, and That's so. Right. You can sort of go back home and have um, these people who love you and truly care for you whose opinions really matter. sometimes it, it hurts the truth hurts, <laughs> but, yeah yeah but sometimes you need that <clears throat> you sort of need that push to say you know what leave that life behind go on and do something else because there's there's a, there are a lot of other
0: opportunities there for you um so you were what 27 yeah, 28 yeah. How did you deal with the fact that you were now retired, or you'd stepped away from football? There was no structure. Mm-hmm. You mentioned instructions before. There was no routine. You yeah. weren't getting up and going to the ground and training and having a shout, scream, uh, a yeah. coach screaming you, and then going to the gym. And yeah. how did you deal with that lack of structure in your life? Well, I, I actually, first of all, enjoyed the fact that I wouldn't have to go in for breathing <laughs> training. Yeah. and the fact that your knees and hips weren't hurting <laughs> what, anymore. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: You know, I wasn't getting injured. I think being injured, you know, takes a lot of joy out of out of the game for sure. you. You know, I, I had a long-term back in, lower back injury. Right. And I picked up a, two, three, four hamstring tears and pulls, had surgery on a hernia and all that. So that sort of also, you know, pushes you along the way. You know, I'm not really enjoying it anymore. But, you know, I was a little bit lost. Yeah, you're, you're right to mention that, you're right to ask that. I, I was a little bit lost in terms of what direction am I going to be taking, um, you know, I know that Four to five. I'm not going for training anymore. I don't wake up in the morning going for training anymore. So what am I doing now? Mm-hmm. And for a, for a few weeks or so, I, I didn't obviously didn't have any work. Um, so I'd be home thinking about well, what am I going to do
0: with my life? Going on online, looking at um, classifieds, and, and, and thinking of you know. Should that's I a dangerous. On? I think for any ex-athlete, that is a dangerous period. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and you're, you know, you're looking at all sorts of jobs and you're thinking, should I do this one? Should
1: I apply for this? Should I apply for that? I actually tried applying for, to go back into the police force, Right. Um, but I went for a couple of interviews and, and uh, thankfully I, I didn't yeah. make it any further than that uh, because I think I realized that, you know, this is, is probably not for me yeah. in terms of that mental profile, in terms of the sort of people that they want, you know, um, so That didn't work out I I tried to Apply for For some work um, um, With a broadcasting company uh, Went for a couple Of interviews as well And then Another opportunity Came about uh, Thanks to uh, Thanks to someone uh, One of my dad's friends Who who Spoke to uh, These guys at Sport5 He said Why don't you use him uh, As a pundit To talk about Local football initially So that gave me uh, A couple of of uh, days a week, give me some pocket money as well mm. along the way. And also what I did uh, in 2010 was I had my C license, my AFC C license, so I could do a bit of coaching on the side. And, and that sort of got me, you know, into a bit of structure, um, kept me in touch with the game, which I think is very important. Sometimes you still have that that tether a little bit. Um, and, and so that was my life for a while, for, for a couple of months until... Uh, an opportunity to uh, uh, take up a, a role as a, as a producer, as and also see a producer on Sport Five came along, just just uh, down the road from, uh, from Fox. Really, yeah. uh, Sport Five came along, so I did that for for about a year and a half uh, until that company folded. So I was actually writing
0: writing scripts and, and doing research for like, yeah, yourself, like no, putting shows down <laughs> yeah. on, on rundowns. I'm glad you said presented. <laughs> <you're not>, Normally <laughs> they use another word for people like myself. <laughs> um, but those days when you're at yeah. home, so you'd, you'd retired those yeah, yeah, days, yeah. and I said it was. A, I think it's a very dangerous period yeah. because it can lead us into mm. dark, yeah, mental corridors, or can lead us to whatever. It's going to the pub yeah. or you yeah. know just bumming around, and yeah. your wife saying you know go out, do something. Yeah. But it's it's a difficult difficult, and I, I don't think people fully appreciate you. you know you've come from this structured existence as an athlete where everything's done for you you just have to rock up and play yeah, or train yeah. and then suddenly you're out yeah. you're done the phone stopped ringing you're no longer an athlete yeah. and you that tag of a professional athlete is taken away from yeah. you as well and it's kind of so those days when you're kind of bumming yeah. around at home in pajamas watching tv the whole day or yeah was, was it like that or was it, it, it was and 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 i get what you're
1: trying to say and and you're absolutely right for a lot of people for a lot of athletes can be the case. and again um, I was fortunate in the sense that I had good support structure uh, you know my, my dad would give me a kick up the backside yeah. and say get out and do something well, actually
0: the mentor role as well of having a yeah. dad who I mean that's important
1: as that, well. that's important and, and, my, and my wife's uh, a doctor of psychology wow so oh, she, she knows so, you better than so so you know she, yourself exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yeah so, uh, so she knew absolutely when to sort of push <laughs> and when to sort of just let me be at home and while well, she'd be going out to school and, and getting her degrees done and doing her work, and, and she knew there would be a, there would come a point when she'd have to push um, and when she'd have to hold back. Um, but my, you're absolutely right. I mean, if I think back to that time, uh, individually, what I'm thinking about is whether I'd be able to find something, find some sort of work, uh, get into some good routine. How am I going to support my family? Eventually, I'm going to have to find work. So it can be very dangerous, and and that's why I always think that. Um, I was very fortunate to sort of f- fall into the career that I have right now because I, I had no idea that this was what I was going to do. I had that degree in mass communications. Um, I had applied for, for some work here and there, but nothing was really going my way, and then this sort of fell into my lap. And sometimes timing, you know, I spoke about timing uh, early on, and I'm very fortunate that, um, that timing was, was quite right for me in that sense.
0: And, and also the degree in mass communications. I mean, my brother rest he he employed a lot of people around europe hundreds of people and he said you know what a degree uh it doesn't need to be specific what a degree shows an employer is that you can knuckle down yeah. and you've kind of got your shit together um and you can apply yourself when yeah. needs so having a degree in mass communications showed the people at tv5 that well this guy yeah. has got something about him. he's not just an yeah. ex-footballer.
1: yeah uh, absolutely i think it gives you that little bit of Whatever you mentioned, that that little bit of, of backing in that sense that yeah. you know you can do something other than just play football, for yeah. example, and yeah. you know it shows that you can hand in papers, you can do assignments, mm. um, and then uh, you can sort of do do things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, along the way, the support of my wife was, was was very important. I can't thank her enough because you know even when I was playing, I used to have lots of uh, anxiety about yeah. playing, and that was something that that affected me. Right, you know, and it still affects me to some sense mm. these days. You know. Um, something that's a little bit different from, from punditry perhaps if i'm trying my hand at, at presenting somewhere else mm. and that's not something i'm used to and then i'm always a little bit concerned about how I, you know you, you get that sometimes we can be a little bit of a perfectionist we can be too hard on ourselves you know you you would know from your from your careers as a
0: professional cricketer that you know you always sort of you're always thinking about did I have a right. good game did I and, have this and that was the problem I would yeah. ruminate yeah. and cogitate and about a past performance yeah. the guys were like we're playing tomorrow Yeah, Get let's go for a beer don't worry about it I, 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 I'm I, like
1: you I'm like you I used to be like you like uh, when I was playing football and you know sometimes it, it, it was bad at one point because when I got my my move from Ballester to, to, to Warriors that's that's a big step up mm-hmm. that's like you know f- going from a Norwich to a <laughs> Manchester United <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah, yeah, sense yeah. You know, if I were to give yeah. you a absolutely Bit of a comparison there so you know I, I came into a team that was i came i went from a team that was just youngsters with no pressure you know you could just go out and enjoy and play to a team that was supposed to be challenging for titles playing the afc champions league uh playing with uh, international players yeah. and, and quality players you know and so um that was a little bit tough in the opening couple of months or so getting adjusted to it and, and i used to overthink things you know like even before controlling a ball you used to think of i'm gonna mess this up yeah the first touch a little devil bad. on your shoulder saying don't get too cocky Absolutely. now yeah yeah, yeah and, and it used to go with <coughs> me into games into matches and um, at one stage it got quite bad you know it should never be the case for a professional athlete where they start to think I'd rather not be playing mm-hmm. but there was a period where I actually preferred mm-hmm. to be sitting on the bench for a
0: couple of matches or so so I'm it with it you was, there. I feel yeah. you because I wasn't yeah I just didn't you know, what, it was weird with me because one game I'd be like, I played against Australia, got five wickets, so I was yeah. top of the world, I was being <clears> you know, tipped for an England place maybe, uh, and then the next game we played against Yorkshire up in Sheffield and I got smashed around the park by some average county batsman <laughs> I was like, how? you know, and I didn't understand myself how that could happen therefore, the next game I didn't want to play, I got dropped anyway I got dropped to the yeah. B team and, I, and then I was kind of down on myself, and you know, it's it's such a Oh, you know, it's a tough existence, and dealing. It is. I mean, the best, you know. And I think the the guys who I played with, who weren't perhaps as talented as me, but mm. made a better career out of it, went out went out to play for England. Were the guys who could actually put that bad performance yeah. behind them. And I could, I still to this day don't understand how to do that. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, the thing is, Jason, do you do you sort of take that with you into your work now? Because I find
1: that even when I'm doing commentary or and if I feel like I've said something that I shouldn't have said or I've gotten something wrong I sort of think about that True. for a few days now it's it's funny how it, it, it comes along with you. Even, if you even though
0: you've pivoted into another career you've gone and done something else but these demons are sort of still there absolutely they're still there but you know that quest for perfection is yeah. I think we're just more mature and we can maybe compartmentalize and just put it to one side. Mm-hmm. If we say something wrong or if I say a terrible question, you'll see my face. I know I'm out of vision and Roshan <laughs> will go. Oh, I'll go, <laughs> But you'll deal with it, like I said at the beginning of this thing, with, with grace uh, and aplomb as well. Talk to us very quickly about your the coaching badges because I know yeah. you have been doing them. I think yeah, you maybe I've, are still doing them as well. How yeah, well, I, I did my, so I had my C, I did my B license right. Uh, right. last year,
1: 2018. 2018. 2017 I think um, that was a wonderful experience and uh, it was actually about six seven years between the C license and the B license because I was just playing I was focused on, on getting a different career outside of football so I left that aside for a bit uh, but I was coaching in the meantime I was coaching at a school here in Singapore for about four years I was the head coach there um, it's funny because once I stopped uh, coaching there I actually went and, and, and upgraded my, my qualification to get a B license yeah. Which means what? You can coach a national so, side. So I can coach a uh, professional club sides. I can coach okay. amateur senior teams. Right. I can coach up to the basically up to the age of eighteen, nineteen. Okay. So it's so so B it goes C B A, and A you can coach a professional side, right. uh, in Singapore. And then after the A is the the pro license or the pro diploma. Right. So that's that's the top. Is level. that in the plans for you as well? Um. Uh, it's it is. Uh, but I think I'm gonna take a little bit of a, a, a break from it. Uh, because I have a lot of respect for the people who, who do these coaching courses because that's their career, right? And right now I'm doing TV. Yeah. So I do it mainly for my own knowledge and also as, as a sort of a, a backup option. You know, the, the more knowledge I gain, the more it helps me in terms of my analysis and punditry and things like that. That's yeah. the way I see it. But also, in case if things go south, I can, yeah. you know, get a job in coaching. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I find that to, to, to go on and do my A license and to do my pro license, I think you actually have to be committed you to need it. need to be all in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important. Got and I think, um, I think I'm think i doing decently in TV now because I'm committed to it at the moment. Mm, you know, I'm not sort of sharing responsibilities going to coach and then yeah. coming here. And it gives me time to do my research for, for
0: TV and watch matches and things yeah. like that. It's is something I absolutely love. So stay up into the wee small yeah. hours <laughs> given where we are in the world <laughs> as well i mean uh, you know the broadcasting side as well do you feel you've you've found your yeah. calling because you're bloody so. good yeah. Yeah. and yeah. i mean Thank that you. with every sincerity you are excellent yeah. well i work with good people no know. Know. no no really it's 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 you know it's like i said it's
1: if you're surrounded by good quality people positive sort of role models in the sense that the people i work with yourself you know the other presenters that we've got guys work in, week in, week out, you know, not flustered, just incredibly professional things like that. It helps you along the way because you look at it and you think, you know, yeah, I could aspire to be that one
0: day perhaps, you know, and then... Uh, no, but you, I, listen, what you, you know, I think as a, as a pundit or as a guest or as a commentator as well, that, you know, how you deal, because you've got to be erudite, succinct um, to the point, you know, you, your answer's got to be good. Even if I throw you a shit question, you've yeah. got to somehow... Gotta get me out of it and get you out of it as well. <laughs> yeah. You must stand there sometimes going, How the hell do I answer this? But you know, you do it it's a tough it's a tough gig Yeah. I mean yeah. I mean I know we're on here patting
1: ourselves on the back for for being great well, we're good. You know, but <laughs> we're very good. But yeah, no, I, I think I think this is what I would like to do for a long time. I yep. think, you know, for a while I was uh considering, you know, going back to, to coaching mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since I, I stopped with with school coaching and then focused purely on this, uh, I found that I, I'm enjoying this a lot. Uh, but then again, a lot of what we do in this industry depends on contracts, right? Right. Yeah. And it's and a subjective
0: industry exa- as well. Absolutely. And you and yeah. I say something silly on air, and, and our executive producers watching, they go, "Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. he's off the list. Yeah. He's off yeah. the
1: roster." Exactly. You could just go, be gone, just like that. You don't. The industry is like that. If you don't look a certain way, you don't speak a certain way. Someone doesn't like you, or someone likes you. You're mates with the right people. That that comes into it a lot as well. And you could do the best job that you can, and still not have work in the long term. So I think you know one of the things that that you know we talk about anxiety and then trying to control the controllables is, is that absolutely that is control the things that you can. Try and um, you know
0: practice this thing that I've been. Mean, Learning about over the last couple of months or so, mindfulness and then being yeah, absolutely, in that, yeah, being in that moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and meditation. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal. I mean, and on that, I mean, I don't know whether you've. I mean, my the way I prepare for a show is is scarily almost OCD as well. But it, it is about controlling the controllables. And and you will watch yeah. games. You will analyze them before you come into the studio. But it is knowing that you have done. You've left no stone unturned so that actually when I do throw you a shit question you can get yourself out of it
1: absolutely that's what it is preparation right yeah. and knowing that you've got the knowledge you've got all this knowledge in the bank that if something comes up if you know there's a curveball yeah. you sort of can find a way to, to knock it out of the park you know you might not necessarily answer the question but just you know I mean it's TV it's just about getting something out there and, you know sort of just making sure the show sort of runs smoothly. flows yeah, exactly. flows and having that 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 knowledge you know I, I used to my, my first year here um, we used to have uh, we used to do La Liga we used to do yeah. Spanish football yeah, yeah. and um, so I used to I used to watch until like 3 4 in the morning we had a call time at 5 in the morning and then yeah. come in and I'd be like you know, <laughs> wiped out wiped out jet-lagged you know, yeah. smash a couple of coffees yeah. do the show do an hour show go back and sleep throughout the day yeah. And then come back in again the next morning yeah, yeah. whatever. So so it did that for a while and, and it helped because when you get into a new gig you want to sort of get off to a really mm. good start, right? Let people know that you're serious about the And I still I mean I still do that now. I still do a lot of preparation, do a lot of homework, do a lot of, of, of watching. Uh, but I'm a little bit smarter now. I don't stay up until three if I don't need to, I just watch the recording of yeah. of the game
0: the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, plus <laughs> so plus you got, got a little bit plus you got two young kids as well. So yeah, that kinda of messes true. with the sleep patterns anyway, yeah. the circadian rhythm. Um, uh, last couple of questions what would your advice be to um, other footballers out there contemplating stepping away from the game um, you know what have you learned I guess what have you learned about you mm. in the last few years since you retired
1: I think one of the, the best pieces of advice that uh, was given to me by my wife in fact is you know just be- just because you're scared it doesn't mean that you can't do it something that I wish I had drilled into my brain when I was playing football, you know, you you might be an athlete, you might be playing professionally now thinking that's all your life is but it isn't, and it might scare you to think that, what am I going to do after I I play, you might be scared but it doesn't mean you cannot do whatever it is you you feel like you want to achieve you know, in the context of of Singapore um, make sure you have a backup plan because, you know, people aren't going to treat you right all the time that you aren't going to get your contracts you know if you're playing for certain clubs you might not get your pay on time so make sure that you know you have something in the background whatever it is you know whatever you enjoy doing you know try and go in and and, and gain more knowledge about that get more uh, qualifications if you need to if they're necessary um, and just realize that there's more to life than just professional sport you know and it's, it's important to, to surround yourself with uh, hopefully Push you and lift you up along the way, and I think that's very important. They have a good support base. But
0: but knowing those people, or knowing knowing who is, who yeah. are good for who is absolutely. good for you. I mean, that's a maturity in itself. Uh, absolutely, and that takes an inner strength from you, the yeah. individual. Yeah,
1: and, and you're right. And, and it takes that sort of strength to 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 realize whose opinions matter, whose opinions you should be listening to, because there are some people out there who give you opinions, um, but they don't want the best for you. So you've got to understand who actually cares about, you know, your life, who cares about your progression and, and listen to those people. It might not be like we said at the start, something you want to hear. But if you know that these these guys, these people have your your, your well being at heart then uh,